back to Bordraw. This is episode number 13. And today we're talking about the big boys. In the, the big league. boys indeed. The big, the boys, big boys indeed. In the we're talking Manchester City, champions, and Liverpool. Almost champions. Almost quadruple champions. Almost quadruple. That didn't happen, did it? So. No, it didn't. Almost. Oh, thank fuck it didn't happen because. We wouldn't be living it The down. last thing I can stand is Liverpool winning the quadruple. Jesus Christ. Um. So I think this is going. Before we start anything, though, round of applause for the Lionesses. Congratulations. Good job. Won the Euros. We love that. Big love for them. Yeah, we love to see Keeping it. Neil Williams, scoring. Scoring. absolute babe. Sco- Beth Mead, player of the tournament, and Golden Boot. Yeah, man. The Arsenal girls turning up. And the QPR. Turning up. Supporter, scoring the winner. Yeah. Bobby Zamora-esque. Yeah, you, you love to see it. Nah, they were sick. Hold tight, the Lionesses. Um, and it's been big for women's football, so that's, uh, that's great all round. Great result for England all round. Yeah, yeah, and we love to see it. And Germans. Yeah, we love to see it. We love to see salty Germans. We do. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to be covering Man City. Do you see I was absolutely Liverpool. rattling a German um, I saw. On, from our board. Yeah, there was a Twitter. person replying to our tweets who was absolutely fuming. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was I was doing a bit of this. I was wheeling him in. Stirring and Stirring the pot. Yeah, no, I was. Um, anyway. But yeah, we're going to be cracking on with Man City and Liverpool today, as well as our predictions for the first game week. We're going to talk through a couple mate, of the, the fixtures. the games are coming soon. It's literally like in a few days, mate. So it's this, literally... It's Tuesday today. Tuesday today this. and the game kicking Friday. Friday. Let's go. With Let's Arsenal go. versus Palace. Let's go. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we're going to kick it off with Man City and Liverpool. Obviously, they played each other on Saturday in the Community Shield. Finished 3-1 to Liverpool. Yeah. 3-1 to Liverpool. That was a shock to me. I didn't expect a 3-1. I thought no. City were going to be the dominant team, but Liverpool came out of the blocks and they were phenomenal. Yeah, I put a bet on City to win 3-1. So, to Canal. So, don't listen to this podcast. Mate, remember when I, I was like giving betting tips for the Champions League and then literally the opposite happened. Everything was wrong. I'm actually not that bad at betting, but all the tips I've shouted recently or during board draw have been shit. So, yeah, ignore me. How do you want this? Do you want to talk about the Community Shield and then move into Yeah, we'll season? talk about Community Shield and then we'll start with City and then we'll go to Liverpool. Yeah, so Community Shield obviously finished 3-1 to Liverpool. Uh, they started with uh, Bobby Firmino up front, yeah. uh, which was maybe a surprise to some. Um, some people expected that just because of Nunez not knowing the... Uh, probably not having as much time to gel yeah. as Klopp would have wanted. Um, but yeah, so it was a fairly cagey affair. Um, but there was like it was a flow to the game as well. If it makes sense, it it, it wasn't stands. It wasn't like stop start. Nah, stop, it's start. a classic kind of uh, City Liverpool. You know they're both too good for like every other team. But when they play each other, the quality is so high that anything even remotely average sticks out. Yeah, the quality of the game just went to prove that they're still going to be the top two teams in the game, yeah. in the in the league. Um, I thought that Erling Haaland has been getting a lot of stick lately. He has, yeah. For, especially for the miss yeah. um, right at the death. But I thought he actually had a fairly decent game. Yeah, I lo- what I like about Haaland is... And I kind of said this about Skamaka in an episode a few weeks... Uh, like a few episodes back... Um, he gets labelled as this big kind of target man, hench dude, but he's like fast. You see the, he got like a through ball and absolutely bodied Robertson with like pace and power. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like obviously it's his first game. He's probably getting used to the swing of it. He's going to be such a menace. A menace, yeah. A menace, mate. I thought um, he was actually making some really decent runs. Yeah, he's, not, he's running any... behind the line. Yeah, yeah well, he was, he was doing like the sort of... It, curve in his runs so yeah. that when he 
reaches the offside line yeah. he's at full speed so that yeah. when that ball comes in he's ready to get onto it but it never really came and I think De Bruyne had the ball in the middle of the pitch a lot and we know he can play a pass we know he can mm. play those three balls but he was hesitating because obviously it's not the system that City were used to yeah um they used to literally, like you're saying, we said a couple episodes back, run it to the byline and doing the cutbacks. But Haaland's making these runs in between the two central defenders. And about three or four times, he's waited for the ball and the ball has been played sideways or it's not been played at all. Yeah. And then he's just like, he's looking around thinking, well, what's the point? And I, I, do you know what? And I think when uh, Alvarez came on, it was... He looked good. Yeah, Alvarez was phenomenal. He was... Yeah. I think his signing might go under the radar because of Haaland. Oh, I yeah. think he'll be, he can play, he's kind of like the Sterling or Gabriel Jesus in terms of he can play anywhere across that front three. Like he had quite a lot of games when he was at, they signed him from River Plate? Yeah. Um, played at right wing. And I think maybe while Haaland's in the team, he'll play out there. But then say they're in like a cup competition where they start him through the middle, he'll be a demon through the middle as well. Yeah, I I kind of liked his role. He sort of, he, he, the term I would use was a ghost. He was yeah. never really in one position for too long. And um, I think when he came on, it sort of allowed Haaland to sort of play a bit further forward. Yeah. Rhymes to come so deep for the ball because they weren't playing those balls in. Um, but yeah, he obviously uh, scored Alvarez uh, from the Foden shot that uh, Alisson... Don't want to played. dig out Trent, but do you see Trent during that goal? Oh, what, just in the middle of nowhere? He was like, so he was in the goal... And then he thought it was offside. So he like turned to look at the lino, but the game was still going. And then Alvarez touched it in. But yeah. if Trent was concentrating, probably could have cleared it. Yeah, I mean, I but thought... one of those. I, kind of, I mean, he happens. did score in the first half, so... That's the thing with Trent. is like, we were backing his defensive ability in like our first podcast. I still do. And so do I. I still think he's a good defender. But like, you can ignore any like mishap in defence because he just going forward there is actually no one better in the league in the world really yeah I think what he potentially does going yeah forward. I mean especially as well what he provides in set pieces you know he's always a threat from that he, he, the, the value of a player like that in your team is, is unbelievable you can't really ever leave him out of the yeah. squad um, thought Salah had a tidy game I thought Leo, uh, Luis Diaz run um, their defence ragged as yeah. well uh, and then the big man Darwin Nunez came on and he looked scary. Yeah. He, he looks... came on and I'm pretty sure Diaz and Ake just both decided that neither of them wants to mark him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that massive. led to all the chances that he had, basically. Yeah, because yeah. When Liverpool played, before they had this outlet in, in Nunez, Thiago would get the ball in the middle of the pitch and he would play a diagonal pass between the left back and the centre back or the right back and the centre back and look for the bombing runs of Omane, Asala, or Diaz, even Ojota when he played out wide. Um, but now Nunez gives them an option to play through the middle. Yeah. And that's what happened like a few times. And it's I thought his link-up play with uh, Diaz and Salah was really impressive. And I thought Thiago overall had a really good game. I think he really bossed that midfield. Yeah, when Thiago's ticking, he is an outrageous player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think... Uh, so talking about City's defence and when Nunez came on, there was uh, times where Diaz and Ake just switched off. Yeah. And um, the first one where he got through and um, he was fouled by Edison, but it was offside. They both switched off there, but I think they got quite lucky because it was a very tight offside decision. Yeah. Um, and I thought I thought Diaz had Carl Walker on ropes a bit. 
Yeah, which is weird because I. You always back Kyle Walker against any kind of winger, don't you, really? He's got the pace, he's got the power. But I think the thing with Diaz is he's just so energetic and so... He's like a young Mane. He's explosive, he's but you so don't know what he's going to do. Like Mane, like in his prime, but he's so strong as well, but he doesn't look it. And yeah, I think that's what maybe Kyle Walker didn't expect. But then again, like City, I think because they didn't have John Stones, didn't have Laporte, I don't, I don't know. I know um, Nathan Ake was linked with leaving. And Pep was like, no, we, we see you in our first team plans. I don't know if Nathan Ake is the one for me. Yeah, I mean... He's a good backup, but... Yeah, probably not the starting centre-back for champions. Nah, like uh, in this kind of game where the quality is so high... Yeah, you can't afford... He, he struggles. If City were playing, say, like a... Don't want to slag out Everton, but like an Everton game where they can dominate, be pretty chill. And they're not going to get pressed too much, you know what It'll I mean? It'll be fine, but in a game where the quality's so high and the attackers are so I good. I mean, when you've got a front three of Salah, Firmino, Diaz and then Nunez running at you, you're yeah. going to struggle. Yeah. I thought Jack Grealish had a really poor game. Yeah. I thought he... Which is weird because he looked quite good in pre-season. Yeah, I mean, he was direct running and stuff like that. Yeah. Literally causing defenders issues, but then just really backwards um, this game, just constantly... He'd make a couple yards and then just turn and play it back. And it w- it wasn't the Jack Grealish we know who can take a man on. Yeah. And up against Trent, who has been slated for his defensive ability, you would have thought he would really have to try and get the making of him. But I mean, maybe maybe Trent's put a few in uh, a few in on him yeah, in England training. training. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. And he's decided he doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, I thought Mares looks all right. I, I got Mares in my fantasy team, so I hope so he, do I. I hope he turns up. So do I. Um. I like the fact that he got subbed fairly early on because I think that yeah. suggests that he might be starting. But I mean, overall, Liverpool just were the better team. Yeah, it's what day. you expect from when City and Liverpool play just high quality, both forward lines playing well, but like a few defensive mishaps here and there because the quality is so high and you get in and the likes of Salah will be devastating. Yeah, you can't oh, afford like, to give either of these teams opportunities. Yeah. I mean, obviously, on any other day, Haaland probably puts it on the back of the net. Big shout out to Adrian. I think he had a sick game. I think Adrian had a fantastic game. Which is game. mental because Liverpool got like three goalkeepers. I mean, he's, he's back up to different. Kelleher. He's back up to <laughs> yeah, Alisson. Yeah, yeah, but crazy. Adrian did really well. Yeah, he, he had a good he game. He was phenomenal. I thought James Milner did really well when he came on. Yeah, my guy's like a million years old. How's he still cutting about? He, did he get uh, a new contract? Is he still... He's got a new, uh, he's got a new contract and a new beard. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks, he looks good with he looks his like beard. Like yeah. Come get Jim a podcast, boy. mate. Come on, James Milner. But um, yeah, that's really it. It, it was it's community shit. What can you say? It was yeah. Who gives a shit? I mean, if you win it, that's great. If you lose it, you say it's not really. I a think, trophy. Isn't that the last trophy Klopp needs? And now he's won every. Yeah, he's won every tro- trophy, uh, trophy domestically, which is pretty mad. Yeah, or he's won every trophy he can, can win with Liverpool. Did he win yeah. the uh, Super Cup? Super yeah, Cup yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's won everything. So, but have they won the Ibiza Cup? Jurgen, mate, well done. They haven't won the Ibiza Cup. That's true. That's you're not you're not a team until you win the Ibiza Cup. Exactly. Anywho, we'll talk about both these teams in a bit more depth now, and like what we expect from them going into the new season. Should we start with uh, the Community Shield winners? Yeah, fuck it. Let's start with Liverpool. We'll start with Liverpool. Uh, obviously, the main signing for them this uh, summer has been the transfer of Darwin Nunez. Uh, 67 million? Yeah. I believe. Poten- potentially rising up to yeah, 80. I th- yeah, I think it was like 80 million euros, which is, yeah, yeah. 67 um, They also signed Fabio Cavallo from Fulham, who, when he came on, I thought it was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, looked good. didn't look out of place at all. Um, he played in sort of like a number ten role almost. Yeah, um, very impressive. They've got Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen, uh, right back. 
I mean, Trent, cover for Trent. I mean, yeah, Nico Joe, Go- Joe now, Gomez so. as well was... He signed he, a new contract. Who? Joe Gomez. Yeah. Um, I think Joe Gomez is a good player. And he got the number he two. Wasn't really, he was really good up until he had that big injury. Yeah. Um, but then since he sort of come back, I mean, There's Matip, Van Dijk, Konate, they're not getting pushed out. Hard, yeah. So he's been playing as like a backup right back, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's really his, his strong suit. Uh, he, I mean, he hasn't really put in a bad performance like it, but he doesn't really provide the attacking output. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so Calvin Ramsey will probably be a good addition to the Liverpool squad in terms of depth, a right back position. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Talk think- to me, I've got a question. So, Liverpool, I've seen a lot of chat about them potentially being in kind of like a rebuilding year. Kind a transitional of, phase. Transitional yeah. phase, exactly that. Do you think that's the case? Because obviously they lost Mane, people like they're bedding in new youngsters like Diaz, like Nunez, like Carvalho, like Harvey Elliott. Do you think they're in a transitional phase? Or I do you think, think they should still be going for all four competitions? Oh yeah, I, I 100% think the talent and depth of that squad is more than enough to compete on all fronts, even to compete against City for the Premier League. Yeah. I just think it, it really depends how quickly... Um, we saw Luis Diaz come in uh, in January immediately, yeah. and that was it he was straight into it and I was, I think he's only going to get better as yeah, well 100%. Um, and then because obviously uh, Liverpool they play a really um, what's the word like really specific system of play that's not really I mean you see bits and pieces of it in other teams uh, who try to replicate it but Liverpool system is very much their own and it's mm. probably very difficult to transition from a team like Benfica where Nunes was playing like a 4-4-2 yeah, and with a, with a striking partner to moving into playing a central striker role with Salah and Diaz. But what we've realised over the last few years is that Liverpool's um, signings they do their due diligence. Yeah, due yeah, their scouting diligence. team is actually sick. Yeah, and yeah. they've had very, very few um, bad signings. Even, yeah. even players like Minamino, who didn't really kick on in the first team, still they good. still turned out to be very yeah, good players. Sell them on for a profit. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. So I think transitional period slightly but it's nothing that wouldn't stop them from competing and I think we saw against City as well um, that they can do it and if Nunes kicks on and I mean we saw how dangerous his movement was in um, that Community Shield and the Community Shield and the Community Shield yeah yeah. and do you know what was really scary about Nunes is that he's so big and scary but he goes from zero like stop like standing still to full speed in about 0.3 seconds. Yeah, he that's what I noticed with Harlan as well. I think them two, for big men, they can motor. Oh, it's unbelievable. And yeah. I just think he's going to cause chaos for a lot of uh, yeah. centre-back partnerships. Yeah, any and kind I think, of centre-back that doesn't back themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if he misses, like, you know, three out of 10 opportunities... He's yeah. creating so many with his movement that Liverpool will score an abundance of goals and he will yeah. be on the end of a lot of them. And I, but I don't know what that means for Salah. Do you reckon that means Salah will um, drop off in terms of the goal scoring? Nah, I don't think so. You can't stop Mo. He, he's Mo or in on. It's literally that. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the fact that he's got a new contract. I saw um, Van Dyke come out and say that last year, the kind of drop off in his form... Van Dyke said was apparently due to kind of his head being all over the place contract wise and that he thinks now that they've sorted the contract issue he'll kick on and be back to back to normal Mo and back we saw it he looked, good, he looked good in the yeah he looks scary so he doesn't seem to be slowing was, down at all if I was Liverpool I think before the Community Shield game I didn't watch much of their pre-season I saw they 
obviously um, Nunez came in, had the dodgy first game, then scored four against Leipzig. Yeah. And then they lost to Salzburg. I think that was their preseason. Yeah, I think the Salzburg though, the team was like kids just like stuff. kids and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Was, that, was that the game straight after Community Shield, the Sunday? I don't know. Because they played one the day after Community Shield and it was literally all kids. But um, I was going to say, um, like pre-Community Shield, I kind of didn't really know what to expect from them going into this season with like the new kind of younger profile of signings. They haven't really gone out and got like a, a Tiago or someone like... With experience. Like experience, yeah. high level, right, like in their prime. They've gone for under 23s kind of... Yeah, Nunez 23, Carvalho 19 and come Ramsey 18. And so I didn't really know. That's kind of why I asked a question about the transition like season, like if that was a thing. Because I, in my mind, I thought it kind of was. But the community shield showed me that maybe Liverpool are the kind of team and Klopp's the kind of manager that doesn't even need a kind of transition year. He can do what certain clubs will call a transition year, but he can bed that into a year where they're still going all out for everything. So oh, exciting yeah. time for Liverpool. Obviously, um, the Nunez signing is massive, but also what was massive is the Mane leaving. Mm. I know. I think he just scored his first goal for Bayern against uh, Leipzig but in a 5-3 win. So congratulations, Sadio Mane. Um, but yeah, obviously that's a big hole to fill. Yeah, yeah, He was such an important player for them. And when Mo Salah wasn't on his peak form, Mane, Mane, Mane would almost pick up the pieces. And that's always going to be a big miss in his consistency throughout the season. It was only matched by that of Mo Salah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a big miss. Do you think Luis Diaz has enough about him to step up to that role? I think so. I think the thing with Mane for me is that we were saying that whenever Mo Salah wasn't cooking, Mane was cooking. But I think he was never at that Mo Salah level. There was always like a bit of a drop off. And Mane, he was good, but for spells. And I think if Diaz can at least do spells, Liverpool will be fine. But I think Diaz has got more about him. He's got more of a ceiling than Mane does. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I th- I agree. I think Luis Diaz could really be like the next because uh, Mo's what thirty three. Yeah, he's getting on a bit. Uh, or is he thirty three? Thirty one. He's, he's something. He's what well, he's, he's pushing. He's 30s. past thirty, but yeah. you dead, know, he's dead food. Now. Especially especially when you, his play style relies on that explosive pace and yeah. that's, that like um, strength. He you don't really can't really get to those later stages like a Lewandowski where I know Lewandowski's only what 34 35 but his game style, he's very much a static striker where he will, he'll get drop into uh, positions yeah yeah whereas Mo, Mo's not really running like at you yeah, yeah he's going for the jugular so potentially is Diaz got to be the like now in a transition to become that sort of potential future Mo Salah sort yeah, of well, role in the team what Liverpool have done they've like earmarked that Mane Firmino and Salah as good as they were, they are on their way out. Yeah. So what they've done is they've got Nunez up top to replace Firmino. Firmino. They've got Diaz in to replace Mane. They've got the likes of Harvey Elliott and Carvalho to when Mo Salah does eventually leave Leave. or get to an age where maybe he's not playing every single game, they can step in. They'll be like just getting into their prime and ready. And I think Liverpool have done that well. They haven't, got to all of them leaving and thought shit now we need to get new people in it's They've progressive kind of, replacement yeah, isn't it? yeah staggered their replacements That's at the right it. time 
so that they haven't lost all three at the same time and thought, shit, we need to replace our whole front line. Well, and that way, by doing it bit by bit, you can mold, you can gel them into the team. Exactly, yeah. And instead good. of it's just doing a whole revamp and buying a whole fu- uh, whole front three mm. and trying to get it to work within, you know, a preseason, yeah. they're doing it bit by bit, which is definitely the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. And they've kept their best players all last in Mo Salah. I know Firmino's still there and I think he played quite well against City. I think yeah. it'd be an important uh, squad player for them in the coming season. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I yeah, I think Liverpool. I yeah, I was I wasn't worried about them, but I've seen people on the TL talk about them maybe not kicking on as much. But I think maybe people. I've seen some the takes where they might not get top four, yeah. and I think shit take. It's yeah, you can't. They they just will be there. They will be yeah, yeah, yeah. fighting City every every. Bit of the way. Yeah, I think most people probably saw the Community Shield like I did and thought, oh shit. They're, they're actually they're, all right. Yeah, they're, they're here not, to stay. They're no not, problems, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll be good. Um, should we move on should to, we move to Manchester City? City? Pep Guardiola's boys. Yeah, we'll just go for a little break and then we'll be back. We'll be back and talk about City. Big Earl and Harland. Let's go. Back again. And we are back. We are going to be talking about Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola's boys in Sky Blue, the Manchester of City. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the nice. Etihadians. The, well, they call themselves the Citizens. The Citizens. What fucking shit. That is man. the worst. Maybe up there with the one the worst. Yeah, that is dead. Yeah, if you're a terrible. citizen, take a long, hard look at yourself. Because everyone's a citizen, but yeah. like they, they spell it with a Z, don't they? Yeah, and like a Y. It's and like Citizens. 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 Yeah, yeah. Anywho... Who am I to judge? They've won, what, five Premier Leagues in like the last six years? So. You can still judge them. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. But, um, but yeah, Manchester City, can anyone stop them? They've had a big summer, but it was a big summer because you look at the players they brought in in terms of Haaland and Calvin Phillips, two big names. Um, big in-goings and big outgoings from City. Yeah, they've, they've really cut their squad, which gives me reason to think, like, do they have the squad depth to be as dominant as they have been? I think the league is definitely more... I know everyone was kind of like, oh, Haaland is like a cheat code and City will run away with it. And they might do. But it's a long season. It's a long season. And like you said, that squad depth has got a bit thinner. And so with the likes of Tottenham and Arsenal kicking on a bit, Liverpool showing that they can beat City still, maybe it's tighter than people think. Crystal Palace looking better and better. Man City's uh, bogey team. Bogey team, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. I mean, I think... So Liverpool have, like we said, their transfer window is all about progression and transitioning into like a sort of the slow transition yeah, towards slow a new steady, front yeah. three. Yeah. Um, and I think for the most part, they've done that really well. I don't think there's like Nunez, as long as he can score the goals and chip in. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a different sort of front three, but they still got the likes of Jota there and Firmino. So we're yeah. not, we don't have to worry about them Whereas so City, much. They've just fucking killed off their old front line and got in a new front line. Yeah. So obviously the likes of Raheem Sterling leaving to go to Chelsea. Gabriel Jesus to your boys. To the Arsenal. Yeah. So, and in those two, they've lost a lot of versatility across the front because those two could play literally pace, anywhere yeah. across the front three. Yeah. Um, but they brought in Erling Haaland. Do we have to say much about him? Because I think everyone knows everything there is to be about him. Do you see the the geezers reporting on his uh weight his M and S shop? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was good. Something about like him getting Percy Pigs yeah. and stuff, yeah. So Yeah, we know almost a bit too much about Erling yeah. Haaland now. But he is would like there's you, no doubt in any mind. Question. Would you take uh Sterling and Jesus, uh, Jesus still or Haaland? I think Erling Haaland. Yeah. I think I mean, 
me personally, I'm happy with Jesus. So it's kind of like, but if I was City, I think yeah, you've tried, um, Jesus and Sterling, and they've done well for you. You've won all the Prem's, blah blah blah. But you haven't got that Champions League that you want. Yeah, I think I think Haaland, What it is is like a fuck it balls on the table we'll get rid of what hasn't really worked Champions League wise we'll get in this new method see if we can get that Champions League yeah I agree obviously Haaland's got an outstanding record in the Champions League as well I think he scored it in pretty much every game he's played and that's what if there was one take from why they went out against Real Madrid is they had a million chances and couldn't put any away well I agree with that and and I I think will be that guy so talking about talk about Liverpool and their transition uh, towards a new front three but City's summer has been more about buying players for pivotal moments and uh, we spoke about this in other pod- uh, other podcasts we've done previously but the Calvin Phillips sign-in it seemed like a lot of money but we've spe- we said before they're buying him for unique circumstances because they can afford to do that yeah yeah they're they in could, a very they, lucky situation exactly they don't need to revamp their team to win the Champions League yeah but you look at the game against Real Madrid when it slipped away from them what did they miss they missed they someone missed, that could hold the game. They missed a destroyer in the middle. And like someone Calvin that could finish chances. Exactly. And what they've done, they bought in those exact players. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And this isn't to say that they won't have other issues when they come up against teams. <laughs> but now they'll be missing two wingers that can yeah. pace it up and down. Yeah, they're the missing pace game. off the bench. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got yeah. a player in Julian Alvarez. Yeah, he looks good. Who Handsome in the community boy. shield came on and almost turned the game on his head. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be a real, real danger this season for a lot of teams because they don't really know what to expect. Yeah, he was, he's a bit of an unknown quantity. And I think because Haaland is the kind of the in the main line, man, like the main guy, he, he will just through. be like a silent killer. He's the ghost. Yeah, and I like it. I like when it. He sco- when he scores well, call a hat trick in like the third game week, I'm going to come back and we're going to rename him the ghost. Yeah, no, nah, I think he'll be a naughty little signing. But yeah, so it's going to be weird seeing City because they're going to they're going to change they're going to have to change anyway from their style of play where they play it through the middle and then either Cancelo or whoever they had playing uh, right back, whether it was Carl Walker yeah. or if they had Cancelo playing right back and there's Zinchenko out on the left. Um, they, they used to bomb on and get to the byline or they used to play to the middle and then the uh, wingers would move yeah, to the like byline the and they would always yeah. just cut it back towards that edge of the box or the edge, like, yeah. you know, towards the penalty spot and they would always have that third runner who'd come in and score. Um, but now they've got more of a focal point up front who they're going to have to play through. Yeah. And it's not a bad one to have. No, I think he will be, from the brief um, shit we saw in the Community Shield, like we were saying, he his running IQ is so good. And when you've got someone like Bernardo Silva or Kevin De Bruyne able to pick you out on a sixpence every single time, all you need is one or two decent runs a game and they'll find you and... He's so big, so strong, so fast that he'll do most centre backs every single time. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, the, but so we were talked about this earlier as well. The hesitation from De Bruyne or anyone in the middle of the midfield, field, not just Kevin, but like the hesitation to just play that pass when and to see when Harden was about to make that curve run behind yeah. the defender, it basically did cost him the game because he throughout the game was doing that same run. And I think he got found once. Yeah. And the time he did, he got through. So if they can, if they can learn, but like obviously, yeah, yeah, bedding in time and whatever, he's going to score goals. And in that Man City team, I don't think it's a team the Premier League that creates more chances than them. Yeah. Even even without Sterling and Jesus, it's going to be an absolute sight to see. I think you're. I wouldn't be surprised if you've scored thirty goals. 
Oh, no, not a chance. I think, uh, like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think when you've got Kevin, who could easily get you fucking assist every game if he's fit, that's the only thing. He's like, if Kevin... Last season was the first season I think I've seen from Kevin where he had quite a lot of injury problems. Yeah, he had a couple... He's, he's had a couple of injury problems and, even previous seasons as well. Yeah, but, but I think, like, last season, he was just out more than I've noticed him be out before. And I don't know if that's, like, something recurring... Hopefully for City, it's not because he is the star man and he will just, he just makes everything. Yeah, for me, even though Haaland's come in, Kevin De Bruyne is still the player oh, yeah, that yeah. that will win City, the Champions League or yeah, the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously well, I think that's big... why in the Champions League, the game went a bit pear-shaped when he took took um, De Bruyne off for like 70th minute yeah. to try and hold the lead and the game just spiralled out of control when Kevin was off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, as well, they've lost uh, Alexander Zinchenko to Arsenal, to the mighty Gunners. Um, I think, like, obviously, they've gone in for Cucurella and they Apparently don't... Chelsea are ready to do a swoop for Well, him. yeah. I yeah. mean, so they've gone in, they haven't matched Brighton's evaluation, or is it 50 million? Yeah, so they put a 30 million bid in, then they did a 40 million, both were declined. But apparently City are refusing to hit 50. So I, my, my sort of viewpoint on it is it's a bit like when you're playing FM and you go in for a player you want and you just try and unsettle him. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, works because yeah, he's handed in a transfer request. But I mean, Brighton are in a position where they don't have to sell him. Yeah, right? yeah that's true. And I think, you know... And could, that exactly what Brighton probably want is Chelsea to come in and start a bit of a bidding war. Either, 65 million for Cucurella. You've yeah, done, exactly. done well for yourself. Like, mate, I'd be buzzing if I was Brighton. And they're linked with Angelino now. So I think they're kind of... They're recycling the city left back. Yeah, yeah. I think they know that um, he's, he's probably, probably on, on the his way, way out. out. He's handed in this transfer request. So Yeah, but you get you get 50 million for him. You've done, I think it's a good yeah, bit of business for Brian because yeah. you can reinvest that across the squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, are City looking a little bit uh, light on wing-backs? I know they've got the likes of Cancelo and Walker, two of the best in the league. Well, there's a geezer in there. Um, he's like a young dude that apparently Pep was very happy with in pre-season. And um, so maybe Pep is... Looking at the youth setup. Yeah, looking at the youth setup. Like City, they have fucking so many kids that go out on loan here and there and they sell like, obviously like young Jaden Sanjo, like all these kind of young starlets that come out of their um, youth setup. It's kind of like Chelsea. They don't really get the time of day in the big teams because... They can just go out and buy exactly a already that. proven player. But maybe Pepper's kind of taking a look at them and there are some little gems in there that he's oh there's definitely I mean they've got players yeah. like uh, Tommy Doyle uh, what's the who's the midfield Donny as well he's really good went out on loan last season can't remember his name now but they, they, they've had a few especially the ones that have gone to the championship as well we've seen a lot of them do really well um, but yeah I mean they lost, they lost uh, Lavia as well to Southampton. It's a Cabore. It's a Cabore. Basically, I think that Pep was quite... Uh, but uh, yeah, did you did you say Fernandinho? No, uh, Lavia oh, to okay. Southampton, who's... I think it was 18 million, was it? it was oh, like, yeah, it was a yeah, lot yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah, mid, yeah. Um, and for someone that we haven't really seen a lot of, well, I don't think I've seen any of him. Yeah. But um, I did a little bit of research on uh, the, guy, the guy when he got transferred to Southampton, and he's really, really highly rated. Is he? Really high, highly rated player. Um, yeah, obviously another big one, Fernandinho leaving. Yeah, I was going to say, Fernandinho lost like a legend of the club there. Yeah, I remember um, I was watch when I watched the Man City All or Nothing. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're talking about all these signings they want to make, but the most important thing they do is get 
uh, Fernandinho and Kevin new contracts. Ah, okay, interesting. And they put off all the signings until that was done. Yeah. And it just goes to show how important he was to them. And I know towards the end of the season... by Rodri- uh, Vinicius Jr. Yeah, I mean... He got he, But he was so important because he, he would just play anywhere. I mean, there oh, was yeah, games he where he played his... right back, he played centre-back at a lot at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, But, and he it, it showed because he just wasn't up to the yeah, scratch. Yeah, yeah. But throughout the years, he's been so oh, important. Oh, yeah, he's been so And he's, he is actually just the only player I've ever seen who can avoid yellow cards but make horrendous challenges. Mate, he, he's that guy that would just pull you down in the middle of the pitch. What's the opposite of a it? yellow card magnet? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. Fernandinho. Yeah, literally. He's like the opposite to Xhaka. Xhaka would like breathe on a guy and get a red card. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's going to be a big miss with them, I think, in terms yeah. of just the, the leadership. And I mean, you're looking at players like Kevin... Like probably like Diaz to step yeah. up a bit now. Even Carl Walker, even maybe like everyone was talking about Liverpool being in a transition year. Maybe City are in a bit of a transition year. It's just going under the radar. Do you yeah, think? maybe because they brought in Harlan. Harlan signing. Yeah. It's kind of taken everybody's eyes off of the underlying transition that's happening. Like we saying, no I mean, Gab Jesus, no Raheem Sterling, no Zinchenko, no Fernandinho, no Fernandinho. They're getting a lot of new players in. Well, a lot of players out and they need new players in to fill in these spots. That's arguably a bigger transition than the Liverpool one because Liverpool lost yeah. Mane. City have lost Jesus and Sterling, you know, two pretty much stalwarts in their attack for yeah. the last few, like, over the last few seasons. But I, I think on a general term, there's no team in the league that um, spreads their minute out like City. No. Like yeah, Pep true. manages minutes so well and I think that was also key. Annoyingly well for fantasy players. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's well documented the Pep Roulette, but yeah, it's disgusting. I think one of the terms of Haaland signing, one of the reasons he wanted to go to City was because his minutes would be managed because he has had a few injuries over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't want to be worked like a workhorse. He doesn't want to play every minute of every game. Well, I hope he does though. Because, well, so do I. <laughs> but, and he won't, he won't, you know yeah, it, he won't yeah, because yeah. Foden will play in the force nine role. Yeah, Alvarez or will play, Alvarez will play yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so they've got options. I mean, they've lost, yeah, like you said, they've lost really four really important players. But their squad depth is just as good as ever. Yeah. I mean, if they can get another left back in. They do need a couple more signings, but I think they probably will. We've got like, what, like a, just under a month left of the window. So I can see City doing a couple more signings. Yeah. Or they can just go to their academy and probably pull out the next, like, Messi in the next, you know, let's go the next Cannavaro. Kevin. Yeah, let's go. Whoever, yeah. Fabio yeah. Cannavaro, what a guy. So, question. Who are you? Well, we're going to do a little league prediction. Maybe that will ruin we can't it. give up. We can't give away okay. who we're going to have winning the league. Okay, no, 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 no. Different question then. Who's going to score more, Haaland or Nunez? Haaland. Okay. Haaland Could- or Harry Kane? Haaland. Haaland or Salah? <sighs> Oof. Oh. Mm. I think you're stupid to bet against Mo Salah. Yeah, he's that guy, isn't but, he? But like in the back of my mind is always that like last bit of last season where yeah. it wasn't really working. But if Van, what Van Dyke said is true and he's focused, you'd be stupid to be against Mo Salah. Yeah. But right, I they're think, all gonna finish second. But Gabriel Jesus I think my going. answer is uh Erling Haaland because I think Nunez is gonna soak up a little bit of that goal scoring pressure for them. Interesting, yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's just I don't know if Nunez obviously didn't start against City in the community shield. Do you reckon when Liverpool line up against who they got Fulham, Fulham. their first game, do you reckon uh, Nunez is in the starting lineup? Yes. I think it'll be yeah. a front three of Diaz, Nunez and Salah. Salah. Yeah. And I think you'll probably see Nunez play about 60 to 70 minutes 
and maybe Bobby Firm's come on. Yeah. You know what's mad? If I was Jota, I'd kind of be thinking, yo, I've been sick for you since, literally since I signed. I'd done like a Diaz. I didn't need like time to bed in. I was sick from the off. And obviously he signed a new contract, so he's clearly happy. But like, how is he not in their best front three? Um, obviously it's a very hard front three to get into. But yeah, like- I mean, it is a weird one. I mean, I think we might see Liverpool, I know they played the 4-3-3 and they'll play like uh, Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho. Yeah. But like you could potentially drop someone like Jordan Henderson or even Thiago if you if you want to go more attacking. Mm. And then you play like a 4-2-3-1 with Jota in that sort of cam role. Yeah, or maybe I mean? Jota is looking to kind of like, like we were saying with Salah, it's getting on a bit now as well. Jota maybe play on the right wing. Yeah, I the, mean... He is young still, but Jota's but like 23. These are lovely so. problems to have because yeah, you've got just such talent. everywhere. And yeah. I mean, if, if Nunez can't do it in the Premier League, you've got Jota, who we know can. You know, you've got Bobby Firmino, who he, yeah, won't, yeah. he won't score you 20 goals a season, but he will sure make the players around him score like that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so no, I agree. They, they don't, I don't really see an issue here. I think, obviously, Jota's going to, I think, going to miss the first game of the season anyway. Yeah. Um, just for an injury. So, yeah, I think... I like to see Nunes start against uh, Fulham, see what he can do with the, with the on, Yeah, on the so start. it's always good to get the morale in against But I mean, Fulham. alternatively, you've got to play like Nunez on the bench, 60, 70 minutes rolled around, the legs are starting to get a bit, ooh, yeah, and then you bring on true. that just powerhouse. And of a, we always we... forget about the five subs now, so fucking, even if you were someone that's considered a bench player now, you'd fucking come on every game. You could literally, five, Liverpool could yeah. substitute out their whole front three and two of their midfielders. Yeah. You know? Quick maths, yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Bring on um, Naby Keita. Yeah, yeah. Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Carvalho. Yeah, no, it's right. a nice problem to have. They've got depth. And yeah, I think maybe it's a combination of too much is being made of Liverpool's transitional year, air quotes. I realised I did air quotes in a podcast last last week or last episode but I was listening to it on Spotify and I was like, you don't understand air quotes. <laughs> but yeah, so too much is being made. Watch us on YouTube then. Yeah, yeah. Come to YouTube for all the best content. Sub to YouTube. See me do air quotes. But um, too much is being made of Liverpool's transitional year and not enough is being made of City's transitional year. Yeah. Because I've seen no one talk about City's transitional year. I think just everyone expects, everyone just looks at City and thinks, oh Harland. yeah, they've added Haaland. Yeah. And that's it. But you got to remember, this is... And City are a team who can be fighting on all fronts, yeah? yeah. All the domestic trophies. Both these teams, the Premier yeah, League. they've got so many games. I mean, Liverpool played in every single game, game they could have lost. Saying. These two will literally play 60, 70 games a year and it's yeah. they need depth. And yeah, I think... And so like City losing, play, like we said, players like Sterling, Jesus, uh, Fernandinho, Zinchenko. Yeah, yeah. A couple injuries could really have them looking ropey, especially when you've got a player like Kevin De Bruyne. You've got a player like Haaland who have had injury issues. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? You, you, this It could be the case of a season being defined yeah. by injuries. Why is no one talking about City's transitional year? That is going to be the highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I think we've summed up Manchester City quite well here. And you know what that is? That is us covering every we've single... We've done it, guys. We've done Premier it. Premier League it's team. We fucking did it, mate. Pressure was on when we were like a week away from the season starting. About three weeks ago, we went, shit, we yeah. haven't even covered a single Premier League team. Uh, let's do the previews. And we started with the, the promoted teams. We struggled getting through some of the other teams. I mean, who wants to talk about Brentford for an hour? No one. As I said last week, fuck Evan. We had a great episode <laughs> with Dan. 
from uh, yeah, what legend, what legend. Thanks, Dan, for coming on. Um, but yeah, we'll and yeah, and now we're done. And so we're going to take a little break. And then we'll be back with our first game week predictions. So we'll run you through every game for the first game week. And we'll give you a little bit of what we think is going to be happening. Maybe yeah. You stick a bet on. Don't do it. Don't listen to him. It's bad. Don't listen it's to bad. him. Don't nah, not it. at all. All right, guys. Catch you in a minute. In a sec. And we're back. Let's go. We've covered all the teams and now... The first set of games is upon us, and I've never been more delighted. Obviously, we had the championship start last season, uh, last week. Fantastic start for everyone, but QPR. QPR. Sad times. Didn't oh, even. That was nice. Didn't even register a shot on target. Did you not? No, please, Lord, bring back Chris Willock. I miss him. Is he injured at the moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah to see it. Which sad yeah, times. Like... Yeah, he was. Shit. Sometimes he is unplayable and I think he's like Lionel Messi, the Moroccan Messi. Yeah. And then sometimes he just doesn't turn up and... Yeah, it's not what you want. Yeah, Lyndon Dykes didn't have a great game. But... Who gives you know a what? shit? Yeah, that's a top for another time. I could talk we'll, about QPR We'll do a little championship one. We'll get it. We'll, we'll just a do We'll do a four-hour podcast about QPR. We'll get James Lawrence all calm. That'd be a banger, wouldn't it? Watch your space. Anyway, first game, Friday night, under the lights at Selhurst Park. Park. Mate, we're doing. That's Mate, we're, we're in sync that right now. Yeah. That was mad. Right, Arsenal against Crystal Palace. Palace. The Eagles versus the Emirates Eagles. Yes, Sky Sports. The Cannon Men, in. as I referred to them last week. The Cannon week. Men. The Cannon Men. Right, right. Obviously, last Patrick season, Vieira. Favorite sacked. Struggled against um, Palace. Palace. Was it Edward? So we drew two all against them. We got a last minute equaliser, and then. It was that stretch of games where we lost three on the trot and we got battered by Palace. We lost 3 0. And so, in the back of my mind, I'm like, fucking hell, we're actually going to get turned over. But we've had a pretty good pre season. So, I think this game, to kick off the new season, it's a nice out test. Out of all the fixtures, maybe one or two. This might be. This, I think this like, is my most exciting yeah, fixture. Yeah, one, for, be, for one this, of the most exciting fixtures anyway. to kick it off. Um, obviously, Patrick Vieira was favourite to be sacked when he was first announced as Palace manager before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and he had a fantastic season. Obviously, the likes of Conor Gallagher um gone now. But you've got a player like Eberechi Eze who had an injury last season. But in pre-seasons. Pre-seasons fiery. looking like him, Zaha, Elise, um, just could do some absolute bits. New in check to Kure. Kure looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about this Palace team. I think they're going to play some phenomenal football. They're going to play some... football that's quite similar in style and formation to Arsenal. So they got Decore, who is in like the party role as like a lone pivot that is going to play it to the more progressive eights in the team like Eze. He, Decore like is actually he's got a passing range on him he, yeah. is, he can put really pull it out he's a bit of a wizard as well yeah so I think it'll be quite a tight match in the sense that maybe the lineups and the formations will try and cancel each other out so it'll be rather than what team is kind of feeling themselves the most and turns up I think it'll be a game of players maybe Zaha will have an absolute banger maybe individual, Saka yeah. will have Defined a banger individual. maybe I Gabriel think, Jesus on his first game I think this game is going to literally come down to a midfield battle mm. I, I think whoever can dictate the midfield and, and control the tempo for their team is is what's going to yeah, like, no, allow it'll be an exciting game because, start, you know? yeah I think it's going to be a fantastic match I think it's a really good test for Arsenal because they've obviously looked really good in pre-season yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and we've seen glimpses of what they could do last season as well. Uh, and they've only just added to that with the likes of Zinchenko and um, Gab Jesus. Uh, Vieira as well. Yeah, he's Could just be- injured at the moment, which is a shame. But I think when he gets back to full fitness and gets in the team, him and Odegaard as two number eights behind, uh, in front of Partey will be disgusting. Like I said last week, technicians back at the carpet. Yeah, so for me, I mean... Zaha's, I've seen Zaha score a couple of bangers. He's got one against KPR in preseason. Yeah, 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 I remember you showing. I think he looks really ready for this season. I think, yeah, I think we could be looking at another, like maybe a 15 goal season oh, from Zaha. Be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Then. I mean, because he, he he's done it before double figures. Yeah, yeah, quite consistently as well. Yeah, I think he has in the last few seasons hit double digits pretty consistently. Yeah, and I think this is for me the player I'm most excited to see, uh, Michael Lise. Oh, okay, at least, but. Eberechi Eze, I think. Yeah. He's got it, that new hair at the moment. He's got like long dress. Yeah. Fresh. I, I saw Elise doing uh, the goal celebration gifts. And Eze's just like, oh, he's a gangster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Elise is going to be absolutely terrifying to yeah. play against this season. And I think the trio of Elise, Zaha, Eze is going to be Problems. one that will cause issues. And not just for like the shitter teams in the league, but I think for even for teams like Man City, Liverpool, Th- those three are really going to cause issues. Yeah, 100%. I like the look of Palace a lot. And as an Arsenal fan, it's good in the sense that we're starting off with a hard fixture to test ourselves. But fuck me, would have chosen Fulham because Bournemouth or Bournemouth because Liverpool, or we'll move on to them next. I swear every single year their first game of the season is against the just promoted Wait, team. before we move on, yeah, I want to make I want to make a guarantee, right? Yeah, hit me. If Eberechi Eze is, stays fit, from now until December, he'll be in the Qatar squad. Yeah, I back that. Yeah, I like. I genuinely think he will be. Cause he, yeah, it's not like Madison where like he's just not getting a look in at all. He had a look in and then got injured. So yeah, I, I gets, really think. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Really, really think that could happen. Put a bet on it right now. That's a bet you can get for free back from in. me. Back in. But yeah, moving on to Liverpool, Fulham. Like you say, Liverpool, how do they do it? Every season, it's they seem to play against a promoted team on the first game week and Salah will score a hatch. Well, yeah, it's good for fantasy. Though. So you just put Salah in your first game week, give him the captain's R-band, bosh, hatch. If you want a top 400k finish, yeah, just pick a team that's going to play every week and put Salah as your captain and yeah, don't literally. look back until the end of the season. Do you expect anything uh, other than Liverpool battering Fulham? No, I I can't see a world in which Fulham get anything against Liverpool. No, even at Craven Cottage, I know. The way did, they did you see City the so press good. conference from Marco Silva? So he was basically just he's he was asked whether they would get drawn into a relegation battle or they're enough about them to like push on and not just be a yo-yo club. And he was literally like, "No, <laughs> the board haven't backed me." Basically, without saying that, he said that. Um, yeah. So. It, I'm sensing a little bit of tension in the Fulham camp right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, they got Pereira and Palina. They're both... But big, like, you've been back to a little bit, yeah, but I mean, how much, how much are you looking to spend, there. you know? But then Fulham are... And they got a new stadium. But their Bills, squad so. was just way too good for the yeah. championship regardless. Um, but yeah, it all comes down to Mitrovic. Yeah, I'd like to see him back in I wouldn't be yeah, surprised if he, if he could, you know, get a goal against Liverpool. Yeah, that'd be a I mean, nice start. But yeah, I just... I, I think... You're looking at Liverpool probably trying to set a precedent and putting Fulham to the sword. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. If you're for, uh, Liverpool, you're just going, no mercy, fucking yeah. get it done early I think doors. Nunez as well will want to come out and prove a point. Yeah. If he starts that... And that'd be, to be fair, do you know when I asked you, I was like, do you reckon he starts? 
I perfect think game. Fulham is a perfect game perfect for him to game, start. Yeah. Just get his morale up, get to the up to the if speed. He, if of the he can prem. get a goal in his first game in the Premier League, uh, you can only just kick on from yeah, there. Yeah, it's 100%. really important. And yeah, I don't think there's too much more to say about that. Moving on to Bournemouth and Villa. Yeah, reeks of a I mean, draw to me, reeks of a ball draw. Yeah, I mean, Villa have added some good players. I mean, they've also got the likes of Coutinho on a permanent as well. Kamara could be a really interesting pick. Bailey's back. Uh, the centre-back as well, they signed a Brazilian Bailey's boy. Bailey's back, Diego Carlos, yeah. Yeah, so obviously you've got players like Digne as well. Big season. I mean, they have all of the uh, assets to push on this year. And- like we said, Steven Gerrard, if he doesn't kick on and Bournemouth is the kind of game, like if I was Gerrard, I'd be buzzing. That's a good starting fixture. Do you see Scott Parker came out and said that his squad at the moment looks worse than it did when they got promoted. Oh like yeah! In the last couple of months, they've lost centre backs. I mean, they they've they lost, lost players. They've lost a lot of players. And so, if I was a manager, I think Bournemouth is probably the best fixture you probably ask for. Yeah, they they signed uh, Tavernier though from uh, Middlesbrough. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a good player. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I see Villa winning this. Yeah, I think Villa the likes are be coming for Gerard's neck I think I know Leon Bailly has had a good uh, pre-season yeah good pre-season so because he was really excited in signing for, the, for them and then I don't think he did much in the Premier League he didn't really play much at all no Um. obviously the likes of Ollie Watkins Buendia Coutinho I mean you've got just such attacking output there yeah that, that squad is so much better than Bournemouth so yeah I mean every position they've got a level above Bournemouth you're almost guaranteed a- Coutinho creating something every game yeah, like he will create you a goal scoring opportunity every single game. It's yeah. whether Danny Ings or Ollie Watkins can put it away. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see how they line up. Yeah, I don't know whether they'll play Ings with Watkins out wide and Coutinho on the other side, or they'll play Watkins through the middle with Buendia and Coutinho behind. Yeah, yeah it'd be Cameron very Archer interesting. Is, uh, said that well, he's Gerard gonna be staying around. Part of the squad. Yeah, yeah, I'm disappointed in that because I was wanting yeah, to QPR alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's a really exciting player. He's done really well for England. And Chukwemeka's out the door. Chukwemeka's going to Chelsea. Uh, very he, interesting. He's left behind by Gerard from the preseason yeah, because he didn't is, want to sign a new contract, which is crazy. Uh, no, he was linked instantly with Barcelona and Chelsea. Which yeah, is crazy, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's he's a big talent. He really did push on for the England under 19s They've got uh, Ramsey as well in the middle. Yeah, they've got a nice young Josh McGinn, young yeah. Kamara. It's a really you good keep squad. Calling him Josh McGinn, it's John McGinn. Do I keep calling him Josh McGinn? Yeah. Oh right. yeah. All right. So he's a new captain now as well. Do you see that Tyrone Means got his captaincy taken away and given to John McGinn? Josh McGinn. John. Josh. Josh. Yeah. John McGinn. Yeah, no, I yeah. think like obviously they have all the assets there to really push on. Luca Digne as well. Uh, yeah. Costa, the centre back. Uh they got a good goalkeeper in Martinez. Yeah. Like they they have everything about them. Ashley Conser as well. Like, like that is you look for that squad, yeah. it's a really stacked squad. Like nothing worse than the likes of Leicester or Wolves. Yeah. Well you know what's funny? Or even uh, a West Ham. Going back to Tyro Mings is in the episode where we covered Aston Villa. I was like, when they signed Diego Carlos, I was like, hope to fuck that means Mings that out. Tyrone Mings is out of the squad. And then literally like the next day, he got his captaincy taken away. And I was like, are I you, literally just pre Are you, you in the know? I was like, I actually might be ITK. Ros ITK. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I it'll, feel, be a, it'll either be a board draw or like a 1-0, 2-0 Villa. Yeah. I mean, I can't see Bournemouth actually getting anything out of this. Neither do I. Yeah. But if they do, I'd start looking at Gerrard and asking some questions. Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, 
this is the perfect game for them. Yeah. Perfect game for you to start and kick on and really put push towards maybe in the European place this season. An and I know, game. I know the uh, Villa fans as well have high expectations. I've seen a lot of Villa yeah, fans, yeah. even on TalkSport, our favourite uh, sports oh, journalist. That guy said they are going to finish like third or second. Or Floke said they, they might win the league or like, they'd finish above Liverpool. Fucking weirdo. Yeah, don't know. Just deluded. Anyway. Yeah. An exciting game though. Next... We're still on at three o'clock, but Leeds against Wolves. A Jesse Marsh. Refreshed Leeds. Yeah, they obviously Leeds. big losses in Rafinha and Calvin Phillips, but they've reinvested and really well. Yeah. I'm really excited to see Sinistera play. So am I. Hopefully, is Bamford back for the first game of the season? I have no idea, actually. I hope he is. But yeah, Bamford hopefully can have another good season, uh, hopefully not blighted by injuries and maybe yeah. make a push for that England squad, potentially. I mean, the striker places are a bit, you know, ooh, Harry Kane and Abraham would yeah. be there, but that third place is definitely up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Jesse Marsh uh, can do with this Leeds team. And we're talking about teams who like, have got a lineup, a, a matchup that has kind of placed their strength. Like Aston Villa, you'd, you'd be buzzing if you are playing against Bournemouth. Leeds, I think Wolves is quite a good first game for them because Wolves, last year anyway, attacking was so dry. Yeah. So that Wolves, if they're anything like last season, they're just going to be defensive. And this allows the new Leeds to kind of test themselves against that kind of defensive block. And I think the way that Jesse Mars wants his new Leeds team to play, if you can break down a stubborn Wolves team... You can break you, down pretty much anyone. Yeah, you could go to pretty much any other team in the league and hope you do pretty well. Yeah, I think for Wolves, obviously... They've got. Um, I haven't seen any of their preseason. I know uh, Neto's come back. Yeah, he scored in the preseason. Actually. He he's going to be a real key real key uh, real key player for them. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Jimenez. I mean, obviously he had that horrific injury. Um, come back and he didn't really look the same player. He was no, he's still making. I don't even some think he's around runs. for the first few games of the season. I think but yeah, injured. so I mean, you got some really. Uh, they lost Fabio Silva as well. Yeah. Um, but Dama Traore is back from his loan at Barcelona yeah, I, wonder if he'll start. I wonder if he'll be in there yeah. I mean it, that game for me is a bit of an unknown I'm not really sure what to expect because we've got basically pretty much a whole new new look of a lead side yeah. um, and Against we've got a lot Wolves of players team, for Wolves yeah. yeah who I can't imagine will be as defensive as they were last I season I hope not because it's boring to watch but yeah I mean that could be, be a ball draw but the next game two sleeping giants yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a, I I'm think this excited. might behind Arsenal Palace. This might be my uh, game to watch the week during this weekend. Um, Newcastle, Nottingham Forest. Yeah, newly promoted Nottingham Forest. Very exciting under Cooper, um, and made some brilliant additions to their squad. Obviously, recently just signed Jesse Lingard after yeah, we did our podcast about them. Um, yeah, Brennan Johnson, super super exciting player. Um, I'm just really excited to see what they do. I'm yeah, really same. excited to see how they fare. I'm excited because Nottingham Forest is such an unknown quantity in the Prem. And then also excited by, obviously Newcastle haven't gone out and splashed loads of cast. In this, as we're recording, they've just had a £50 million bid turned down for James Madison. So watch this space by the start of the new season. He probably won't be in the team at, during this game. But by the start of the new season, they could have James Madison in their ranks would be a mega signing. Yeah, I'm... My player for them to watch out for this season is uh, Bruno Gimmerich. Yeah. I think he's going to, like, he 
was unbelievable towards the end of last season, pretty much involved in every yeah, goal for them. For me, it's Sven Botman and yeah, Bruno. Yeah, Alan St. Maximan as yeah, well. Yeah, they've got like, nice bunches. So it's a, a squad that is... Trippier's back, I think. Not like an unknown quantity in Newcastle. But, but we like, haven't seen the full... They're like... They're having a transition year, let's say, as they're turning into this big, 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 big club. And Nottingham Forest are this unknown... I can imagine them going... Fair, like so, they might get add one or two additions from now until the end of the window, but see how it fares for the first, you know, yeah. f- until January, and then they can really pinpoint what they need. Because the end of last season, obviously Trippier got injured, and but they still look good. They still yeah. look like a team. They they had a Dan Burn as well. Get your head on something, Dan. Score <laughs> a header, please. Um, but yeah, they've they've got a really strong core. Um, really exciting players Callum Wilson up front as well if he can keep injury free know what he yeah, can do I hope he keeps injury free because he's but, a bit of a menace yeah so really exciting season uh, for both of these clubs I'm not sure you know I don't know what to expect out for us I've seen, obviously I've watched them a lot in the yeah. championship but I'm, I'm not sure what to expect one thing that news. goes under the radar about Newcastle is the atmosphere at St. James's, James's Park yeah, yeah. is fucking mental and any team that goes there Arsenal knew this when so I think we played Newcastle the second to last game of the season and the players went there, stadium was rocking and all the players just shut the bed. And Nottingham Forest as a newly promoted team, maybe they'll go to a rock in St. James's Park and shit the bed. So that's a or factor. could it work adversely and get them really riled up and ready to go and prove yeah, a maybe. point? You never know. But yeah, I, we're going to do our predictions anyway at the end of the episode. But... Um, yeah, move on to the next one. Could be an interesting one. Yeah. yeah, move on to the next one. We've got the Spurs versus the Saints. The Spurs versus the Saints. Yeah. Spurs are going to fuck them, I think. I think so. I mean, to be fair, though. Sorry, that I've was seen, a bit vulgar. I've seen a lot of uh, people writing Southampton off initially. Yeah, I think we kind of did that a little bit. But I they have made, I quite I like, like I think, understated signings. I think they've actually strengthened their squad yeah. overall. I, I, I don't think they're going to be any worse. I like Ralph Hasenhutl as well. Yeah, so do I. I think he's a really good manager. This ain't going to be their 8-2 loss. I think the problem with me, well, not so much with Southampton, but with Ralph, is that he only has one style of play. And it's good when he's playing teams in and around their level. Like, you can play that kind of um, gag and press style that he has. But when you're playing a dominant, pacey, counter-attacking team like Spurs... If you go to City, you need... Actually, no, their results against City are actually not too bad. But let's say Spurs or Liverpool, where they're going to get outworked and outpaced. You need a, a plan B, and I don't think he has one, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're all excited. Maybe not you, but we're all excited to see Antonio Conte's semi-new look like, Spurs. I mean, wait, Richarlison's not going to be there for the first game of the season anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, you've got the likes of uh, Perisic coming in, who'll probably get some minutes. Yeah, maybe Jed Spence as well. Yeah, just I, I think you know, Benton Core. I think is going to have a big season for them. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, Spurs will. Well, like we were saying about yeah. let's say Liverpool against Fulham or Aston Villa against Bournemouth. This is a nice first game for Spurs and Conte. Well, hundred percent. I think there's not much to say about this. I'm going to move straight on to the next one. I think for a turbulent Chelsea. Who they had a bit of a rocky preseason. Rocky preseason, two and like two tools come out, some weird comments saying they that got people don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Did you see the, the clip of the uh, the five 0 down 
and the commentators oh, what, like, the, yeah, like, like the, the most undeserved 5-0 I've ever Mate, seen. They were on. so triggered by Arsenal. It was bad. Yeah, it, that was hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, I think like we're saying for uh, Spurs and Liverpool having a nice easy game, Everton, I think Chelsea couldn't have really asked for a much easy, like a much nicer start to the season. Well, I think but, pre, yeah, pre, yeah. Um, pre, pre-season, when the line, uh, pre, when the fixtures came out, I think Chelsea probably looked at that and were like, fucking let's go, Everton, turmoil pretty much. That's a nice first game. But Everton, slowly, I'm still not impressed and I think they're probably up there with the favourites to get relegated. But Frank Lampard seems to have slightly steadied the ship, got McNeil in, got, he's bedded in a couple of the under-21s. So it's not as fucked. They still need a couple more signings, I think. But Chelsea from where they were have kind of hit a bit of an iceberg the yeah, defence yeah. is a bit all over the place they've got I mean, a new, they've added Koulibaly yeah. and they've added um, Sterling to the team I think you know they've lost Rudiger Rudiger to Koulibaly it's probably not actually that much of a downgrade it's probably fairly even for me. I know I really rated Rudiger yeah. but I don't think defensively was their issue it yeah. was it was having a central striker uh, Sterling's not that answer but it's a different kind of solution uh, I think he's going to be create, in, involved in far more goal contribution than uh, Romelu Lukaku ever could be yeah 100%. Um, I think I just think the quality of the Chelsea squad with the fit Rhys James and the fit Chilwell you know yeah. it's going to be a lot for uh, a, 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 a growing Everton team maybe not even growing but just a struggling Everton team towards the end of last season they've had a you know yeah, Dwight McNeil, who I think scored a brace in the last preseason game, we've seen what he could do for Burnley, but he done he he sort of burst onto the scene and was really good, but then his his numbers last the last couple of seasons have actually been really he had poor. Like one assist in like two seasons. Yeah, his chances created per ninety were the same of like Jamie Vardy, and Jamie Vardy doesn't create chances; he puts them away. Yeah, I think it's interesting because like the problem with Everton last year, especially, and I, I can imagine still, even though they made the signing of James Tarkovsky. Their problem is defensively. Yeah, and I mean they've got Nathan Patterson now playing right back. There's no, te- there's not many teams worse to play against than Chelsea if you've got a struggling defense. Well, they're not going to have... win the midfield battle. Yeah. They're not. They're going to really struggle to break down that Chelsea back three with the wing backs anyway. And then they've got the likes of Havertz, Sterling, Mount to contend with. It's going to be a hard game. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, I think Chelsea could probably really put three or four past them, and then just everyone's just going. Everyone's just going. Oh, what were we worried about? Yeah. Oh, Moving well. on to Sunday's games. We'll start with Leicester Brentford. Leicester Brentford. It's kind of a stinky one. Yeah, I mean, I Brentford have had a window. I mean, have had a window. Yeah, Leicester I'm, have had no window. At Leicester all. have had no window. It's literally the, yeah. it, it could just be. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna watch this. Let's fuck it off. Man United Brighton. <laughs> Man United Brighton. <laughs> That's just disrespecting both of those clubs. But uh, uh, Man United Brighton. That's a fun game because Brighton absolutely slapped Man United at the end of last season. Yeah. So I'm excited because. And I'd love that to happen again. We've got 10 hard balls to contend with, though. First and game. First is It's on Sky Sports, so we'll see. If they shit the bed. Yeah, if Man United shit the bed on TV. I'm, just, I, I'm excited to see what Man United do because will Ronaldo play? Probably not. Yeah. Will Rashford play? be able to get back to his former self. in the preseason game, he got he subbed left. off and then left the stadium before the game That's ended. what Adol Tarap did, yeah. He's a pagan. Adol Tarap left the ground 
and went to the pub across the pitch. You love to see across that, the street. Ronaldo would never do that. Well, he doesn't drink. He's fucking. He probably in the car park doing sit-ups. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah. Anger, he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> you got um, Anthony Martial, who's had a decent preseason. Yeah, I hope he starts. Hopefully, Jaden Sancho can kick on and you know be the player we know he can be. Yeah, it's gonna be a really good game because we know Graham Potter won't make it easy for him, and it's gonna be exciting to see how uh, maybe Martinez will play. Yeah, you know who's gonna play in that sixth role for United? We don't know. I'm. It's an exciting game. There's a lot of unknowns in this game. Um, and I'm excited to see Will what Brighton will still be at Brighton yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah Brighton you know you know, good, they've got what's that Dennis Undav Undav yeah will Undav back up his comments yeah you know, no that one. game there's two games on at two o'clock Leicester Brentford and Man United Brighton and if you're watching Leicester Brentford fuck me I feel for you yeah Brighton Man United's a better game and rounding off the uh, the weekend we've got a fairly big one as well pretty nice we've got fixture, David yeah. Moyes boys versus Pep Guardiola's citizens. Yeah, and West Ham always seem to do a bit of a job on Man City. They knock them out of the FA Cup. Yeah, I, do you know what? Jared Bowen always turns up against City as well. Yeah, yeah, I think this will be a nice fixture because... Will Samaka start? Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, do you know what? This could be a really good game. It's a really nice way to end Schumacher up round off. versus Haaland. That's two scary cunts up top. Yeah, I wouldn't want to face either yeah, of them. Yeah, that'd be scary. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, nice will Haaland score? How will City set up? Will De Bruyne finally pass a through ball to Haaland? We, we'll find out, I guess. How will um, West Ham set up, you know? Yeah, they've got quite a few new signings. I wonder if... Will Antonio play or will it be Samaka? Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. Should we run through some all the games and we'll give you some scores? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, right. I'm gonna run, I'll run you through first, yeah? Okay. All right, so starting with Palace, Arsenal. Going to go with my heart. Let's go 3-1 Arsenal. 3-1 Arsenal. Yeah, boy. Uh, should I just do mine as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I'll do, do mine. Way. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Arsenal. That's my boy there. Next up, we've got Fulham versus Liverpool. 5-0 Liverpool. I fancy a 3-0 Liverpool. Okay, yeah. Uh, Bournemouth and Aston Villa in potentially most boring match of the weekend. I'm actually going to go for an upset. I'm going to go 1-0 Bournemouth. I'm going to go for a one all draw. Yeah, nice. Okay. Uh, Leeds versus Wolves. I'm going to go nil-nil. Nil-nil. I fancy a one-nil Leeds. Okay, nice. Uh, Newcastle Forest. going to go two-nil to Newcastle. I'm going to join you on that. Two-nil to Newcastle. Yep. Yeah, nice. Spurs versus Southampton. I'm going to go t- poor, two or three-nil Spurs. I'm going to go three-nil Spurs. I'm going to go four-nil Spurs. Oh, oh. Uh, we got Everton versus Chelsea. Oh, I don't know about this one. This is the one that I kind of... So I, I think Chelsea will batter them, but there is a potential that it goes the other way. But I'm going to go 3-1 Chelsea. I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Uh, yeah, I was, see, that was the kind of thinking. I thought it'd either be a battering or like a weird result. Like There's always one that will subvert your yeah, expectations. But I'll, I'll think go 3-1. I'll go 3-1. Uh, moving on to Sunday's games, we've got Leicester versus Brentford. Fuck that shit, nil-nil. I think... Actually, no, that's rude. 1-0 Leicester. I think 2-0 Leicester. Okay. Uh, May United-Brighton. I like this game. I like this game a lot. Yeah. I'm going to go goals in this game. I was going to go goals. I'm going to go 3-2 United. I was going 3-0. Ooh. A 3-0. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good game if that is. I fancy uh, Anthony Martial to get on the score sheet. Yeah, I like, I like that game. And a big one to round us off. We have West Ham versus Manchester City. Gonna so go, probably maybe the, maybe the hardest one to predict. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Hmm, 
either three one City or two nil City. Do we back? I think because their City's back line isn't fully fit, they're gonna play maybe Ake, maybe one of the youngsters. I'm gonna go three one City. I mean, I think City are gonna line up with Walker, Diaz, Ake, and yeah, I'm gonna um, go three one Cancelo. I'm gonna go for a. Three or four nil. I'm gonna go three nil. Blood clot. Three nil city. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's know what that's you think. Some, that's some road predictions there. But yeah, there's some fun I mean, ones, the first it? game of the, the first week of the season is always impossible to predict. Yeah. You can't predict it. You can't predict football anyway. What but I'll do is I'll grab those predictions that we just made. And we'll and I'll do a little post. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll and we'll, you can let us know. Find that post when I post it. And comment your predictions on some of the games. We're gonna yeah. keep a track of our predictions throughout the season. We're gonna make a little table between us, me and us two, anyway. Yeah, we actually should. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, yeah, I've already decided we're gonna do okay, that. Okay, he's, he's he's on job. <laughs> and yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll figure it out later. But yeah, we're gonna end up doing that. But um, that about brings our episode to a close. Episode thirteen done. Preview to every single Premier League. The team. next done. episode will be. A roundup of the first week of the season and into started. the second week. Let's go. That's unbelievable. We're there. Yeah, come on. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed our pre-season content. Get the bevs ready, mate. The Premier League is back. It's back and it's beautiful. Bordeaux is excited. here to stay. Exactly. We're going to be smashing out the content throughout the season. So Probably get slightly on board. less comment, uh, content than this week. This week, I swear, we've churned out about five episodes in like a I'm week. sick of seeing this guy. <laughs> Um, loves it. But yeah, follow us on all our socials. Follow us on the YouTube. Follow us on the YouTube. Man. Join the fantasy because like you don't want to be that guy that joins the league halfway late. through. Yeah, don't be a pagan. Yeah. Get in there Join the fantasy doors. league. Follow us on all our socials to keep up to date with all our content. Um, but yeah, it's been board draw. The Premier League's coming. Let's go. And it's live. <laughs>